0: You're listening to Girl Side Chats, a podcast for girls and women. From periods to politics, we boldly explore life on the girl side. I'm Vanessa L. Wilde, your host and, co- and founder of Girl Side Chats. And I'm Heather Conklin, your co-host. And today we're chatting about the fate of flirting. So, what
1: is flirting and why do we do it? So... I have no idea what flirting really actually is. I have no game. So for me, it's like being nice to people and like maybe having a conversation. But my guess is that people who got game flirt with their eyes and all this sort of nonverbal stuff that goes on and, and, and interest in the other person. And, you know, it's sort of like come. Look at my peacockiness.
0: Right. And what do they call it? Genetic peacockery. Yes. Okay. I I knew there was something with a peacock in there. (laughs) Meaning that it actually has a biological purpose. And the purpose of flirting, sparkly eyes, tone, touch, uh, there's so much that goes into it, is sort of uh, putting yourself out there in this big, flashy, you know, sparkly way. And you're looking for someone to basically pick up what you're putting down. (laughs) And if you can, then I want more. Like, oh, this person understands like the cues I'm putting out
1: and they're responding. So you feel kind of excited and interested and you want more of that. So is it sort of like testing the chemistry then between you and somebody else, right? Before you actually like commit to anything further. Like, I'm just gonna do a little science project. We're gonna see if we like have <laughs> sparks. If there's sparks, <laughs> or if everything goes wah 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 and falls <laughs> flat. <laughs>
0: So for me flirting is very natural and very fun and i like flirting with pretty much everybody and anybody like it's super it's a it's a feeling of being alive and of being sparkly and it's sort of like a, I don't know, it's just fun feeling like I can feel it in my body. But I also know that there's a time and a place for certain kind of flirting. And from my perspective, there's different kinds of flirting. There's the kind of flirt with my girlfriends. where I'm not checking them out or trying to mate, right? I'm just saying like, we're having fun. What's up? You know, who are you? I want to get to know you more or whatever. And if it's a guy, if I'm kind of looking to meet someone, that flirt is different. The intention is different. I'm looking for something, so I'm flashing, you know, sparkly eyes and different pitch and tone, and maybe i touch his shoulder or whatever, and if he's picking up on that and he's responding, then I know, like, oh, we're,
1: we're playing the same game. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I don't, you know, for me, I don't really have a style of flirting besides just sort of, like, oblivious. <laughs> That, like, if someone's flirting with you, you're just ignoring it? You know, half the time I don't miss it. I have to say, I've missed out on quite a few dates with very attractive men that I actually did have a crush on, but I didn't realize they were actually interested in me because I'm so damn clueless sometimes. (laughs) But the, the flirt was kind of going right over your head. Yeah, so I'm like the opposite. So when you're saying, like, you're putting, you know, see if you're, you know, picking up what I'm putting down, I'm not picking up anybody usually. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a wonder how my husband and I even met. But you're not picking up the cues. <laughs> nope, not at all. Like, message not received on my end a lot of the time. So why do you think that the message would not be received? Either
0: you are not in this space, like, you're not looking for someone, or maybe their messages are confusing. Or what are some of the reasons like a message wouldn't be picked
1: up? You know, I think part of it is just communication styles. Like for me, you have Mm -hmm. to be pretty direct and upfront. Otherwise, it's going to go over my head. So subtlety doesn't work for you. No. And I think part of it, too, is that I'm always thinking about something else. And so I'm always very busy, very distracted, um, very interested in what I'm interested in. And so like unless you're sort of in that scope a view for me, I won't even know that you're there. And so-, so that
0: makes sense though. And if, if you're sort of in your imagination world, right, you're thinking and dreaming up something interesting and someone is, yeah, it does, it's, you're like kind of in a different headspace completely. But to your point about being subtle and direct flirting, there is a, a science to flirting where, and it's very nuanced and not everybody flirts in the same way. So it could, I, I could see how it could be miscommunicated, and and what is the difference between like a flirt and someone being
1: nice to you? That's see, that's my. I think that's the hard part for me, both on the receiving end, but also on the giving end. Is sort of, I always try and be nice. I always try and be courteous and polite for the most part, um, you know. And and that does get misconstrued. I mean, when I do it, like you know, to strangers in bars or at a party or something like that, like. Hell, I'm just being nice sometimes just so I can drink in peace, um, you know, or hang out with my girlfriends or whatever I'm actually there for. And so, you know, but it does, it gets out of hand really quickly because sometimes, and I think men and women do it differently too, um, where it's like, okay, if you're nice to somebody, then they're like, wow, this is great. You're really interested in me. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get through my beer. <laughs> so, you know, so I don't really know what the science part is. So enlighten me. I'm, I'm curious now. <laughs> I have to do more research on the
0: science part. <laughs> <laughs> flirting seems to me and what I've read and understand from flirting is it is a way to get someone's attention for a particular outcome. Or in my case, I'm not trying to get something from someone. I'm not trying to find a partner or have babies with anyone. I just literally have this feeling of being alive and sparkly and I just beaming out of me. And so I have to actually rein it in so that it's not misconstrued because my flirt and nice are not the same. If I'm nice and polite, there's no question that I am absolutely not flirting, but the flirt is completely different. I may not even be very polite when I'm flirting. It's a place, it's a space where when I get into that, I'm pretty sassy and playful and it doesn't necessarily mean nice. So I don't think I give off that, say
1: that vibe, but it's very intentional when I'm flirting. Interesting. So that brings up sort of the, the question of, uh, is flirting, you know, intentional or unintentional then? Um, and sort of what does that mean for interactions? Well, I know from my perspective, I'm, I am
0: a flirty person and I love, I feed off of, I, I respond to energy from other people. So if they're happy and joyful, I'm it, um, it's easy, it's kind of contagious, right? You get happy and joyful. So there is an intention and in the, there can be an intention in that behavior. Uh, but I think that there is, there can be an unintentional... Maybe what is it? Someone doesn't know that they're like that or they don't know what
1: they're putting out and how it's being read? Yeah, I think maybe it's just a receiver, like, again, sort of a, a miscommunication you know, kind of deal where it's like if you're putting down one message and somebody else is receiving another message, it's yeah. sort of lost in translation.
0: I think that that probably happens a lot. Yeah, I think that that's where we can get into a little bit of trouble um, is where, yeah, like you're saying, someone can be flirting or being nice and the receiver is picking it up as the opposite of what it is intended to be and that's where we can get in a little bit of trouble.
1: So is that something that like with Valentine's Day right around the corner. I mean, is that something that we kind of want to start thinking about, especially in this current social climate, um, where, of course, the Me Too movement is strong, um, and now we're really starting to look more introspectively at sort of what are these behaviors that are, you know, completely harmless and, and natural social cues versus something that might be more sinister? I think that there has, my opinion is just that it's,
0: again, the intention in which we are coming into a situation and being mindful of that, really thinking about what is the energy that I'm putting out when I behave like this? Is that what I'm intending to put out? And do I want to do something differently? So if I know I'm going to a company party and I know I have flirty energy, I'm going to rein it in. I'm going to make sure that I am behaving in a way that's appropriate for that situation Hmm. and making sure that my nice and sparkliness kind of stops and doesn't cross over into the other kind of flirting. The more casual, uh, the more bold kind of flirting where I wouldn't touch someone on their shoulder. Okay, Um, I would hold back a behavior like that. Hmm. I would hold back being too close physically, meaning I wouldn't be up in your space where if I was sitting with a friend, I might sit really close. If it's a work situation, I would make sure that my body language, I hold myself back a little bit. I can still be friendly, cordial, and inviting without it looking like, or, you know, putting out, like, I'm trying to get you interested
1: in me. So context matters. Context matters a big, a big, a lot in, in flirting. So I guess the question sort of is, I mean, so what if somebody doesn't actually understand the context then, or like when stuff gets horribly misconstrued, like what, what do we do with that? How do we deal with that? That's a great question.
0: Again, Making sure that we are clear on our intention in those moments. And then on the receiving end, I think it's always good to ask the question, is this person intentionally doing something to cross my boundary? Have I set up a boundary that this person should know about? And are they ignoring the boundary? So I think it requires some introspection to tell what's
1: actually happening in that moment from the receiver side and the initiator side. So is it... Like putting yourself in someone else's shoes, being like, How might they be perceiving this? Or well, that's taking flirting to a whole new level. I don't know that there's that much introspection that goes
0: into it, but if you could apply some of that empathy, those ideas of empathy to your to to your behavior, then you can look at yourself and say, Am I acting in a way that is making people uncomfortable? is it drawing us closer or are people running away from me are they avoiding me or do they not want to talk to me are women standing next to me with their arms crossed you know what's going on When I'm behaving in this way.
1: And so, for, I mean, you're right. I think most people probably wouldn't be that introspective during a flirting, especially because flirting happens a lot of the times at, you know, bars or other sort of social events. And it feels so impulsive. It feels like it's just a natural, instinctual behavior. Absolutely. It's an in the moment situation. Mm -hmm. So, assuming that we're not gonna have that sort of introspection, what can we do next? To sort of maybe clarify if there is misconstrued messages happening. Well, I think remembering with the context that we're in, like we talked about before, if you're in a work
0: situation, flirting, especially in this social climate, shelving the flirting at work, it doesn't mean you can't have fun and and laugh and be fun together, right? In your work situation with your colleagues. But flirting does and most often has a romantic feel to it. So if you know you're going into a work situation and maybe there is someone you like, making, becoming more aware of your own behavior and just making sure that you're not sending out signals in that way because it can be misconstrued, especially today. And we don't want you to stop flirting or having fun. It's just context really matters. And when you're in a work situation, being really
1: mindful of your behavior. And I think at work, it's easier to do that because it's work. You're around people that you would probably, for the most part, prefer not to hang out with outside of a paycheck. Um. Exactly. <laughs> so there might
0: be the rare situation that you, you you are crushing on someone, right? And you have that flirty kind of feeling and it's fun. But should you, shouldn't you?
1: And I think that, you know, this gets to be more of a tricky issue, though. I'm thinking, like, okay, at a social function um, that's not work-related or, like, at a bar or at a club or something like that, where clearly everyone is off the clock and there's sort of no, you know, HR restrictions (laughs) for behaviors. And sort of, you know, I mean, it's all social social interaction for fun and everyone's there of their own free will. Um, And so I guess the question is, what do you do at that point? I mean, do you actually say something at that point? Because, you know, the context is it's casual. We're all here, we're here to have fun, but that's kind of the end of I think the context. So, do you actually speak up and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm sorry, you know, you you seem like a nice, you know, man or woman, you know, but I'm just not interested." I mean, do you, how, how clear do you need to be? Do you need to say it like that or
0: I feel like flirting and and going over the line of flirting, like really coming on to someone are really different. That flirting kind of has this light feeling to it where you feel like you have some wiggle room. And I don't necessarily think that's something you would have to say something to. If someone's really coming on to you and they're like trying to grab you to dance with them and you're just like, oh, no way. And you're uncomfortable, that's when you would just say, no, I'm not interested, thanks. Or you just politely walk away, grab a girlfriend or whatever and carry on. Uh, there are definitely some circumstances where you would want to say something. And I do think, I think the line there, that's going to differ for everybody. But what the line might be when you start to feel uncomfortable.
1: Okay. So it's about, yeah, you're feeling you're not worrying about offending somebody else. Right. And that's, I think, a key point in, in being in these situations and kind
0: of relearning how to flirt in, a, in, in context is that it's important to speak up for yourself it's important to set clear boundaries. Like if you are looking for someone and you want a partner, that sends a different signal than if you're married and you're being nice and playful with someone else. There are different scenarios, right? Right. You're putting out something different and making sure that people know you are married and, and I don't know, kind of being setting those boundaries. That's a huge part. And also other people knowing what behavior they can sort of express with you or not. Now, granted, that's different than harassment or abuse. That's a totally different kind of topic. If someone's behaving in a a scary kind of way, there's a different boundary you need to set up.
1: So that, that does bring up an interesting question, again, it's, especially in light of sort of the, the, the Me Too conversation of sort of, you know, flirting is, it's, it's innocuous, it's harmless, it's it's fun, um, you know, but this idea that, that there's sort of a gray area between what is sort of the very interested flirting, come on, coming on to somebody, and then what sort of qualifies as harassment. And I don't know that this has been well-defined at this point. I mean, we definitely have a legal definition of harassment. But there's a huge gray area, and I think that that's something that, you know, at least for me as a woman, I kind of wonder about now. I think, you know, God, do some of these things that we've just sort of, or that I have sort of considered just to be part of being a woman in society, does that actually cross some sort of a, a line into, again, that sort of more sinister area?
0: I think it's a really important topic and I'd love to actually pass it along to our audience and hear what you guys have to say. Like, do you think that, uh, that number one, we should be able to flirt with each other in
1: a, in a, in any situation. Do you think that? Uh, So, I mean, yeah. So I think, you know, what, what are the expectations for flirting now? And it's for women as well as for men. I think that that's really important. And I think that having this kind of a conversation about these things and about just how we interact with each other, how we communicate with each other is really, really important because, you know, we don't want men to, like, be confused by what we're putting down and then accidentally get in trouble when we didn't mean it. And it was a truly, truly, truly just accidental miscommunication. I think that happens a lot. And especially, you know, we're seeing a lot of stories and things like that in the news um, right now and a lot of people coming out speaking about these experiences. And, it's, and I guess the question is, you know, do both people understand that the same thing, the same situation happened or that there was the same communication happening or was there some sort of miscommunication? Because I think that, you know, we're in this very sort of hyper stance right now about, oh my gosh, this is unacceptable and, you know, people shouldn't do this and we shouldn't behave this way. But what do we do about that? Because again, I don't know that we are even operating from the same set of assumptions. I feel my,
0: honestly, I feel like there's an emotional evolution going on right now in content in this sexual flirting sort of realm that we've always, we've not really been able to talk about these types of things. We've thought that they were conversations to have in private It's sort of taboo, even, even though everybody flirts, everybody has sex. Everybody does all these things. They're still taboo topics for some reason. And the more we talk about them, the more we bring it up as... Uh, an important part of our social dialogue and evolution, flirting is important. It's something we're always going to do, but we have to define when and where it's appropriate so that we know what lines not to cross, what boundaries not to cross. And that's just going to come from conversation. That's just going to be able to come from people standing up for themselves and saying what makes them feel good, what makes them uncomfortable, so that we kind of have to relearn some of our social behavior. We've just accepted that we act this way and this is natural and this is the way it is. And these are our impulses, but we have to learn now. We have to kind of take responsibility for it and create, again, a safe place for flirting and then really have a clear boundary of what's flirting and what's uncomfortable and harassment. There are, I mean, I don't know. Have
1: you ever been flirted with and it felt like harassment? Um, you know, probably I have. I mean, I think I've definitely felt uncomfortable in some situations. Okay. And what would, what, how did you respond? You know, I sort of backed off. I mean, I did all this sort of nonverbal cues of like closing off, you know, crossing my arms, backing away, trying to like leave or look, you know, not look them in the eye. And so, I mean, I thought I was being pretty obvious about it, but maybe I wasn't it sort of went on for a bit until i was like great time to leave i've got to go to the bathroom later um, so you checked out of the situation yeah, yeah absolutely because
0: you knew at some point that person wasn't picking up what you were putting down meaning you're not interested And even probably at that point, having a conversation.
1: Absolutely, and and you know, at the point that you know, I think when for me, when I got to that space, I mean, I definitely didn't feel safe at that point, and I thought, okay, even if if this is just a miscommunication, there's some sort of a something that's a little bit more sinister that's sort of you know creeping in here, and my concern was if I let this continue. You know, then if I actually respond to it when it gets more serious here, is there going to be a backlash? Like, is it a personal safety thing for me or is something worse going to happen than just me maybe putting somebody off for the evening? And
0: I think that that's a really, really important um, part of this conversation is that, you have to trust yourself, L- ladies. We have really strong instinct, and we know when something is wrong. We know when something feels dangerous, when a first, when a person feels creepy. Don't second-guess yourself. You know the difference between someone sparkly and flirting and having fun with you, and there's that little gut feeling that either says carry on or run the hell out the door. And it, I, I I'm such a big advocate of empowering women to find their voice, to say like, Nope, I'm not going to continue this conversation because it doesn't feel good. Are you feel scary to me? I'm leaving. You don't have to say those things, but to at least acknowledge it and stand up for yourself. There is a big difference. I just, my, my feeling is, you know, the difference when something feels good and when something doesn't. So maybe we kind
1: of look at that flirting feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, then it's not flirting. It's interesting. So that's you're starting to define it basically as sort of working backwards, right? Absolutely. Like if it doesn't feel good, it sort of sits on the sinister th- side of the threshold,
0: and it doesn't necessarily mean that person has the bad intention. It just means a your chemistry is off. It's not the right time. Maybe the person does want more than what you want and you're picking that up and you don't even want to
1: entertain it. So you want to check out of that conversation. Interesting. I like the way I like to, you know, think about it that way. Actually, I'll have to try that next time I go out for, you know, what feels good (laughs) and what doesn't feel good and, and, and run with that. Keep it simple. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think this is a really important conversation. And again, Valentine's Day just sort of brought this question up for us, you know, but, but it's a question, not just among us as women, but it's something that I think we need to have an open conversation with men about too because I feel you know men are part of this men are part of this conversation and to exclude them from these discussions you know I think that's part of where the miscommunication front comes from because they may not have thought about it this way as men they're looking at it from a very different perspective of, you know, most likely not that I know, cause I'm not a man, but, right. <laughs> but well, it's worth asking.
0: And most of our behaviors are kind of chalked up to instinct. And here's where I want to kind of revisit the idea that we're just relearning how to behave with each other, how to respect each other, how to communicate with each other. If we just chalk everything up to instinct, then we make excuses for poor behavior Right. And we say, oh, it's okay to just act like that. He's just a guy or she's just a really this boys whatever. will be boys. boys, will be boys bullshit. That's the end of this kind of like things are the way, whatever, uh, people just act the way they act. No, we want to have a society that everybody feels safe and has fun in and feels connected in. And that's really important. So it requires us to kind of put on our big girl panties and have some tough conversations with ourselves as women and are looking at our own behavior. But to your point with the guys, they're totally confused. They're like, should I look at you? Should I hug you? Can I stand next to you? If I, if I, like brush against you? Are you going to slap me with a lawsuit? So redefining the rules of flirting and engagement. And we are at a time where we get to look beyond the instinct. We get to look beyond our impulse and actually choose to create
1: a society that has some rules that everybody feels safe and good in. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, just having this conscious communication um, com, you know, conversations about these really difficult topics you know, between men and women uh, across the range of situations and behaviors, and just acknowledging, and I think having a clearer definition of, of what we consider harassment, too, because I think that that's one of the, the technical issues with this, is that there's a legal definition of harassment, and then, of course, there's like workplace cultures that define harassment as certain things, but socially, we don't really have a great working definition of what this is and what it's not, and so until we figure out sort of what it is and what it's not, it's hard to kind of create new social norms around that. But that is a conversation that we have to have to even figure that out.
0: And I think that's a difficult, that's going to prove to be a little bit challenging because what feels like harassment to you might not feel like harassment to me. And that's part of the conversation. And that's going to depend on whether I'm married. It's going to depend on whether I'm looking for someone. It's going to depend on what kind of mood I'm in that day. Like the level of, of conversation or engagement that I want to have with someone and if someone crosses that boundary, they're not going to know that my fuse is short that day and I don't feel like talking or being in that space. And that could start
1: to feel really annoying to me while well, they're, you know, so I think it can just be so confusing. But I think there's probably things, though, that when we actually get down to it, that we pretty much all can agree on are either a thumbs up or a thumbs down in terms of behaviors. Yes. And so I think that that's what I'm, I'm getting at with figuring out sort of what it is and what it's not, is what are those things that most of us can agree on are uncomfortable or like which situations are appropriate or not appropriate. And so, but we don't really know because we haven't had those conversations in full yet. And so that's just something that, you know, I I think you're right among, you know, ourselves, among our girlfriends, among our family members, um, with our spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, you know, people that we just like to hang out with and have intellectual conversations with, whomever. Just really exploring this topic, I think, is really important because, again, until we start talking about these things, we really, you know, we can't make those changes um, to our society, to our social norms, um, and ultimately to our institutions. So... This is such a
0: great question that, again, I'm going to kind of throw back to you guys. Help us redefine flirting. What are the new rules of social engagement, and how can we make sure that everybody feels safe and has fun? And we don't want to stop flirting. I mean, flirting is fun. It gives you energy. It raises your your good, juicy hormones. (laughs) (laughs) It it builds your confidence. It's a stress reliever. Uh, It can make you feel more connected. It opens the doors for connection and communication with a a romantic interest. Uh, Or if you're flirting with a friend, it opens the doors for just a deeper friendship and conversation. And it's fun. I mean, when you remember what it feels like to flirt, like your big flirt, I mean, not just, there's someone I met a long time ago, literally being around him made me feel like I was floating.
1: That's I felt like I was
0: like <laughs> nine inches off the floor. Um, and so I, I, think that when we're in that space, we sort of glow where we have, we, our personality changes It kind of opens up a little bit and it can be so much fun. So we want to encourage y'all to flirt, have fun, but remember the context, remember, uh, set some boundaries, make clear what your boundaries are. Number one, and Don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. If something doesn't feel right, trust yourself. Then it's not right for you. Always trust your gut and
1: share more with us. Tell us what your your rules of engagement are. And give me some tips because I still have no game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, you guys, for tuning in today. Uh, we be sure to join us on Fridays for Facebook live on this topic. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share with your friends. You can search for the girl side chats podcast on iTunes and
1: Google play and send us your questions, comments, stories, ideas, tips for Heather flirting, um, and more topics for our Girlside side chats podcast. See you on the girl side.